Welcome to the Books on Air podcast. I'm Suzanne Harris, and my listeners get the story behind every book. My guest today is Gary Bryant, and Gary's joining me to talk about his book, Invicti Solus, The Rise of the Unconquered Sun. Now, Gary Bryant is an ordained priest in the Orthodox Catholic Church. He's also a hospice chaplain and a licensed master social worker. He has four master's degrees, one in theology, English, business administration, and social work. He studied comparative religion at Rice University and at Harvard Divinity School. With 30 years' experience in a form of spirituality called Gurdjieff work, he's authorized by his own guide and mentor to teach and lead individuals in that tradition. In addition, he's the past president of the Prometheus Society, past membership officer of the Triple Nine Society, and a lifetime member of Mensa. Gary, I can't welcome you enough to Books on Air. It's such a pleasure to have you. Thank you for joining me. Well, thank you, Suzanne. I appreciate the opportunity. You know, I always have questions about authors because people write books for all kinds of reasons. And I'm always curious, what made you decide to write your book, Invicti Solus? What's the background? What's the backstory behind the book? Well, a, a particular spiritual tradition uh, uh, you alluded to earlier uh, called the Gurdjieff work um, suggests that people uh, develop as part of the spiritual path um, one or more crafts. And these crafts, whether it be working with hands or uh, intellectual work, uh are intended to uh, further an individual on on the particular path, spiritual path they're on. So my my chosen craft is the craft of writing. It's uh, uh, a a gift that uh, God blessed me with, uh, but it also requires some honing and development. So that's uh, the primary reason I, I began uh, writing and eventually published. Uh, several books. Uh, This was my first one. I'm curious about writing. People start writing for a variety of reasons as well. They, as children, perhaps are readers. And something about something someone else wrote sometimes will spur that, that idea that they want to write. Sometimes there's a parent or a relative who is a writer. Sometimes there's an event that happens in the person's life, whether it's a positive event or a negative event, and they feel that there's a compulsion there, that they must share something about this event with the rest of the world. What started you writing? How old were you, and what event was it that precipitated your being interested in writing? Well, it was... uh... Uh, primarily a, a very early interest in uh, uh, the writings of Mark Twain. And uh, as a child, I uh, was drawn to his uh, writing style. Uh, little did I know at the time, I only discovered later, that uh, his um, uh, masterpiece, Huckleberry Finn, 
uh, was is widely considered the greatest uh, American novel of all time. So I was inspired by uh, his particular writing style. Uh, uh, both Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn tend to appeal to very young people. And uh, so I guess that, that was the uh, initial uh, interest. When you were in school, did any teacher ever say to you, something about your writing? Did they did they see that spark and recognize that there was something special about your writing? Uh, yes, ma'am. I had, uh, in as early as elementary school, I had several uh, teachers who indicated that, that I might want to pay a little attention to my writing. Uh, they, they either told me it was uh, very good, or they they said, I, well, this is where you need to improve it. <laughs> so, and I, I, I took their recommendations seriously. You know, I couldn't agree with you more. You, you said that writing is a gift from God, and I could not agree with you more because being able to have a vision when you're writing is something that's that's really incredible. What's the origin of Invicti Solis? Where did the idea for this particular book come from? Well, it came uh, uh, out of uh, approximately, uh, at the time that I wrote it, approximately 25 years of uh, uh, organized uh, spiritual work. Uh, So I consider the book to be uh, not an intellectual product, but a product of of the entire person insofar as um, the uh, work that I experienced, the inner work that I experienced, uh, was able to uh, fuse my different parts into something more like uh, a human being is intended to be. How long did it take you to write the book? I was about a month. You're kidding. Was, no, ma'am, it's about four weeks. I, I was uh, uh, not working at the time, so I pretty much uh, wrote day and night. Wow, that's shocking. This is a very complex book, and as I read through the sections that I was able to, to read, I am just so surprised that you, but you are Mensa. I mean, I should not be surprised. I should not be surprised at that. But you did. That's just amazing to me that you were able to coalesce your thoughts and get that much material done in a month. That's amazing, Gary, really. That truly is a gift. Well, I appreciate your your giving me that feedback. It, uh, it just seemed to flow, um, and uh, I tried not to get in the way. That's exactly perfect. Do you try not to get in the way? Let's give our listeners an overview of the book. Well, um, uh, I've actually written a trilogy. This is the first uh, a book in the trilogy. And uh, the topic of the uh, trilogy and of this book in particular is the question of identity. Uh, the question of identity is one that uh, presents itself to each individual during the course of their life. 
and uh, through each developmental stage uh, from childhood to adolescence to young adulthood, middle age, and finally old age, there's always a set of developmental challenges that present themselves. And so what I'm trying to do is uh, help the reader make this process a little more conscious uh, to see it as not not something that's uh, unusual, but something that's very usual. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, just as an aside, uh, if I had written this book currently instead of back in uh, 2014, uh, I would have probably had a, a chapter on the transgender phenomenon, which has uh, been in the news so much of late. Uh, because the the question of gender identity is is another example of how uh, questions of who who am I and what is my place in the world uh, presents itself to to individuals to each of us. You're right. I also noticed that as I read through the titles of the table of contents chapters, psychotherapy is mentioned in at least three of the chapter titles. What does the psychotherapy aspect, how does it tie in with the book? Yes, ma'am. Well, I, I felt that the, uh, the question of psychotherapy and uh, uh, Invicti Solis is, is primarily, uh, it's the question of identity as it is uh, embedded in, in its cultural setting. And uh, I, I believe this is a psychological age, even though it seems to be a little different, differently nuanced uh, in 2022 than it was in 2014 when I wrote the book. Uh, but uh, it's uh, because of the uh, uh, decline in interest in organized religion, uh, particularly among uh, younger people, uh, the, the question of different forms of uh, help, whether it's self-help uh, in a book or going to see a therapist or a counselor or a psychic or some other form of helper, uh, is uh, a very important way or path that people uh, tend to tread in order to address this question of identity. They're searching for uh, who they are and where they fit into the into the wider setting, and psychotherapy uh, is intended to help meet need, and that's one of the uh, one of the things I address in the book is that uh, conventional therapy, and uh, ch which I call change-based therapy, is intended to fulfill personal desire and not need. Interesting. Do the other two books in the trilogy, do they have the same theme? Have you expanded on the theme and updated the information? How have you carried that forward? Well, uh, the second book is called The Liberation of Thought. And uh, what that does is it addresses the, the thinking function in particular because uh, modern men and women are uh, tend to be lopsidedly oriented toward the, the thinking and uh, to the neglect of uh, feeling and uh, and somatic sensation. And then the third one is uh, called the sickness of effort, and that has to do with uh, agency, uh, action that we take, efforts that we make, 
in order to address this question of identity. So uh, what I try to do in the first book, which is by far the longest, is is uh, address the cultural component. And the second book is the uh, gets more toward the individual, uh, the second and third books address the individual and less the cultural components. When you were writing this book, did you have any target audience in mind? Did you, were you thinking about a specific group of people, or were you thinking just in general about the human race as your audience for the book? Well, the first, uh, the first book I was thinking uh, as widely and generally as possible uh, partly because it's a universal challenge, this question of identity. Uh, but at the same time, I was also interested in addressing a more specific audience, um, people who are more galvanized on a conscious level by the question. This is so interesting for me to talk about. Um When you're writing a book like this, this is a very personal book, and often when authors are writing books that are very close to their heart and close to their their being and close to their own belief system, sometimes they will have some kind of surprising event that will happen as they're writing the book, or sometimes they will um, have some kind of learning that will take place as they're writing. Did anything, did you experience anything like that as you wrote? Uh, Absolutely. As a matter of fact, uh, I had already uh, learned that uh, the best way to further one's thought process is uh, through writing. Uh, Most of the uh, most well-known uh, thinkers, philosophers, uh, religious thinkers, and so forth, uh, have also been writers. And it's because uh, the process of writing, you're engaged in, uh, there's this idea uh, that spiritual teachings address that we have several different centers, or brains, if you will, uh, not just the head brain, but there's also a center of intelligence in the body and the emotion. And uh, uh, when you're writing, you're actually uh, engaged in at least two different uh, centers of intelligence. It's the uh, obviously the head brain and, and then the, uh, uh, the moving center of intelligence, the, the actual writing. And what happens is that uh, when more than one center of intelligence is engaged, more ideas tend to come. And so I was continually surprised uh, through the process of writing that uh, I'd be writing one chapter and suddenly an an idea would appear that would alter my uh, original plan. I had originally planned to go on to something else. And all of a sudden, well, no, I think I'll move in another direction. And this this is a typical kind of... uh, Uh, surprising development that happens during the writing process. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. It's an amazing process to go through. Uh, Fiction writers will describe these kinds of things that happen with their brain as well. 
Um, mm-hmm. It's it's just there's just something about that process, and I've often thought that that's one of the reasons that therapists will encourage their clients to begin to journal because it yeah. changes the way that you're thinking. It changes the way the brain's working, and I love what you said about bringing the other two kinds of brains into play because. It, this is just if someone has not written or if they've not tried to write anything at all i've written three or four books myself some fiction and some nonfiction. you're exactly mm-hmm. right it does there's just something about it it's very hard to describe if if a person has not experienced it i'm fumbling a little for words for that very reason because it's difficult to describe yes um no you're absolutely right and uh it's, it, you're right. It's something that uh, all writers tend to to share when they get together. Yes, because there's this shared experience, and it sounds a little nuts, perhaps, to someone who has not experienced <laughs> that. But you're right. That's a a very strong bonding experience because it's mm-hmm. so unique. Yes, ma'am. Well, let's tell our listeners where they can find the book. Now, it's available on Amazon, and I want to do some spelling and make sure that, that they understand the title and that, that they get your name right. The title of the book is Invicti, and that's spelled I-N-V-I-C-T-I. The next word is solus, S-O-L-I-S, colon, The Rise of the Unconquered Sun by Gary G-A-R-Y Bryant B-R-Y-A-N-T If you've never bought a book on Amazon just put Amazon in your search feature click on it it'll bring you right to their page you just put the title of Gary's book perhaps you could even just put Gary's name there and his books will come up now when the book comes up and you see the front cover as you look at that front cover if you look to the right of the the cover itself, you'll see two words, look inside. If on the Kindle version in particular, if you'll click on that look inside, the book will come right up and you'll be able to see it open and you'll be able to read the table of contents and then there's a very fine excerpt from the beginning of the book. The preface is there and then there's some information from chapter one. So this will give you the flavor of the book and you'll be able to see what else is in the book because you can see the table of contents. You can buy it. It's hardcover. It's uh, Kindle paperback. It's right there. You can buy right there on the page. Now, Gary, I know that there are listeners who would like to buy their books from other places simply because Amazon is such a giant corporation. A lot of people like to give somebody else a little bit of business, and I know the book is available other places. Where else might our listeners find it? Well, they can uh, uh, Google Balboa Press, that's uh, B-A-L-B-O-A, Balboa. That's the publisher of the book. And uh, there may be some other uh, sources. Uh, That's the only other one, actually, that I know about. 
I Googled the name of the book, and I Googled your name along with that, and I came up with a couple of other sources. And so if they want to just put your name, Gary Bryant, and put the title of the book, uh, probably they could just put Invicti Solis. But if they put Invicti Solis, The Rise of the Unconquered Sun, with your name, there are several references to different sources that they could find it so all they'd have to do is something like that and they'll be able to find it but it's on Amazon and it's on Balboa's website so those two are easy now they can also find you on Facebook how would I find Gary Bryant on Facebook well uh, unfortunately there are (laughs) quite a few Gary Bryant's as you can imagine but uh, uh, I was born in Wichita Falls Texas, and I currently live in Conroe, Texas, and uh, I'm married. So there, there are several things. If you, and there's a picture of me. I, I'm, I look like I'm about 27 or 28 years old, uh, with black hair, and I'm wearing glasses and uh, attempting to smile at the camera. <laughs> uh, so I think. Hopefully that would help narrow it down somewhat. Unfortunately, I don't have a separate author page, so it's just a it's just a regular uh, personal Facebook page. Well, if they dig around, I think they'll be able to find you. I found when I looked at the different places when I Googled, there are lots of different places that they can find you. So if they can find the name of the book and find your name, then I'll bet they'll be able to find you on Facebook. Yes, ma'am. Now, this has been such an interesting book, and I'm always curious. I know that authors want their readers to take away something from their book, especially a book like this. When our readers, or when our listeners become readers and they purchase a copy of Invicti Solis, and they sit down, this is not a book that they'll read cover to cover in a one sitting. This is a book that they will read think about, digest, go back to, read, think about, digest. This is a book that they will keep and that they will go back to over and over and over. When they finish the first time through, they read that last page and they close the cover either electronically or physically. Gary, what do you want this reader to leave with? What do you want them to take away? What's the bottom line? Uh, I'd like for them to have a deeper feeling for their own existence. Uh, The most familiar experience to us is that we exist, that we're aware. Uh, Unfortunately, in the daily round of life, it tends to go pretty much unappreciated. So one of the purposes of the book and the thing I would like the reader to end the book with is a feeling for uh, the mystery and the joy of existence and with the recognition that there's always a deeper and deeper impression of existing that's possible for human beings. And that not only is it possible, but it's also the direction of development. It's the direction that we need to follow in order to clarify and, if possible, answer this question of identity. Who am I, and what is my place and purpose in the world? 
You know, I think this book is so interesting and illuminating. And it when you start to read it, it makes you start to think about the, the things that you just said. I want to thank you so much for being my guest today. It's been an absolute interesting and delightful talk. I'm so glad we had our conversation. Thank you so much for joining me. Well, thank you, Suzanne, and, and thank you for the opportunity. Uh, it was a joy to get to know you better. Thank you. Remember, you can find Gary Bryant's book, Invicti Solus, on Amazon, and you can also find it on Balboa Press website. The complete title is Invicti Solus, The Rise of the Unconquered Sun by Gary Bryant. You've been listening to the Books on Air podcast brought to you on webtalkradio.net. You can also hear this podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. I'm Suzanne Harris, and I hope you'll join me for the next Books on Air podcast because remember, you never know who's going to be here, and you never know what we're going to talk about. Thank you so much for listening.